A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot org. Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 51, I continue my chat with Beth Monahan about fear and the future of PR. Today, it's all about the real world. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Beth Monahan of Ink House is back and we'll continue our chat in a moment. Next episode, we have the great professor Francesca Gino of Harvard Business School here to talk about her book, Rebel Talent. And soon we've got Alex Withers of In Motion Now in to talk about his firm's in-house creative management survey. Lots more in store, so stay tuned. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the innovation podcast, the iPod, we call it, with Garnett Harriman. Lots of fun stuff happening there. Head over to theinnovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, let's get to part two of my chat with Beth Monahan. Beth and I started our talk about her thoughts on fear and the future of PR last time. This time, we journey into the real world and her thoughts about the power of community, finding common ground, what's happening in PR in the era of fake news and Me Too, and what she sees happening in marketing in the coming months and years. Hope you enjoy the rest of the chat. Let's get to it. Person-to-person interactions are important, as we said earlier. Can you delve a little bit more into that? Yeah, we talked about listening, but person-to-person is also, if you're person-to-person, you should be listening. But we're so used to having our phones everywhere with us. And I've seen a trend in marketing and in actual real life to get people to put their phones away. And in some cases, it's because of intellectual property, like at the Prince Museum in Minneapolis. But in others, at weddings, it's to make sure that you have a real experience with somebody. I mean, what if you actually have to talk to people? And so how do we apply that to marketing? Create, I think real world events are back. People are finding them to be really effective. We did a campaign with the mayor of Boston to plan for 2030 where, you know, it was on the street getting people's input to like what the city should look like in 2030. And it was really successful. So thinking about ways where people can actually talk to you in the real world are, are really powerful. That's interesting because so many connections with people these days are electronic, are based on relationships that were built in Twitter or on LinkedIn or in Facebook. And 
the ones that become really valuable are the ones where you can sit eye to eye with someone and hash something out. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be surprised at what you can, if you're actually paying attention and, and you compel yourself to be present, um, the energy, when you actually look somebody in the eye, you can learn so much about a person or a group of people just by being present in their presence. And I think as, as marketers, that's our job. It's to understand the people that we're surrounded by and understand how we can connect with them better. Yeah. And the next one kind of is, a, well, it's the next one. And it makes sense that it's the next one because it's about joining community. Yeah. we. I mean, and this could be you, you open a new office um, in a new town or you joined a new group on LinkedIn. I don't care what it is, but you know everyone wants to take over the world when they're launching a new product or a new company, and nobody likes to be taken over. Yeah. Becoming a productive member of any group is well advised. And I think I would, in this day and age, recommend doing fewer groups where you can have a meaningful engagement over trying to do everything. Do you think that the reason Amazon decided to leave its plans for Long Island City behind was because they didn't join the community. They dictated the terms and said, take it or leave it. <laughs> That's so interesting. I hadn't thought of that. And that is entirely possible. I mean, it is... People don't... You're right. I. That's fascinating. People don't like to be taken over. They just don't, especially right now. <laughs> All right. And the last one is something kind of near and dear to me, because one of the things when I started this podcast is I didn't want to be one of these guys preaching about, you know, the right way to do marketing. I wanted to have kind of civil discussions that ended up with, you know, a lesson <laughs> at the end. And it's teach, don't preach. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, no one is going to make a decision because you told them to not one human yeah. and we forget that so often it's like well if i just make my case strongly enough they will do it and this applies to marketing it applies to being a manager being a parent being a friend <laughs> I, <laughs> I think if you want to have a meaningful impact you have to help people come to their own conclusions by being open to their questions, by asking them other questions, by accepting what they have to add to the conversation, and then having a discourse, just as you described, as you would like for your podcast. I've seen academics do this, by the way, who sit on polarly opposing sides of the political spectrum. Two, oh, I'm going to forget their names, but last year, two did a joint op-ed where they were calling for um, civility in this kind of discourse. And I think yeah. that being open, and even if you disagree with someone's point of view, allowing them to hold it and being respectful of that is part of teaching and not preaching and allowing them to make mistakes and not saying, I told you so. We missed number seven, by the way, which is to convene differing points of view, which is kind of tied to this, right? Allowing differing points of view to exist in the same space. And that can be hard to do. And often people ignore it just so there's no conflict. But there are ways to have differing points of view without it kind of devolving into, you know, a shouting match. There's so many. And I don't think American culture is particularly good at it because we like to watch people fight on TV. But <laughs> there's a respectful way to do it. And um, I think you get a lot of respect 
from your audience, say you have a panel discussion and you invite somebody with the opposite point of view. I mean, what could make for a more provocative discussion than that? I bet everyone would show up. <laughs> yeah. And also, it often, when you break down the barriers on something like that, you find people do have things in common. You can find your common ground, yeah. <laughs> if you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Yeah. And, and so so anyway, it's, it's a great list of stuff. And I encourage my listeners to go to blog.inkhouse.com and find this and give it a read. Now I want to talk about the world of PR because PR has kind of been turned on its head probably over the last decade. Yeah. Would you agree? I would. And now we have the added fun that fake news is kind of the coin of the realm. What's running a PR agency like in this world? Well, I mentioned the crises that we did this year, and that has been new this year. You know, PR gets a bad name because people think we spin everything, and um, mm. and that is fake news, right? We always put a good spin on it. And I, I think a lot about that because it's a good way to lose your credibility. And so in crisis and not in crisis, I think that public relations must be dedicated to the truth. And in some cases right now, we have a media base that is out for blood. And I've seen this with the Me Too movement in particular. Right now, it's kind of trial by press. And my God, we needed that desperately. Women needed it. But there's no litmus test right now for organizations that are earnestly trying to solve this problem yeah. and those that are blatantly ignoring it. And so everyone's a villain. And as a communications professional, if you come to me, I'll tell you, you better hope that no Me Too thing comes out in the press because you are screwed. But for us to solve the Me Too problem or any other problem, people need to be able to come forward. And we need to figure that out. And I, I don't have the answer, but I will say it's a complex world we're living in from a communication standpoint. Emphasize complex in that sentence. Very yeah. complex. Yeah. You know, I, I guess um, the best advice that I have been using lately is authentic, clear communications. You know, I've never been a fan of jargon, but I, we should just only use words that mean what they say. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, be authentic about if this is an advertisement, if this is a paid relationship with an influencer. You know, I think the truth is always the best and it's the best way to create your community. And don't you, you, you really find out what you're made of, what your client's made of when there is a crisis and you have to tell the truth. Oh, you do. And you have to kind of give the unvarnished truth, right? Yeah. I mean, we've resigned a few clients because of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we won't work with a client who is not going to tell the truth in a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. So any trends in marketing that you're looking at in 2019? The big one that we are looking at is integrated. I mentioned earlier the volume of news and the difficulty in getting people's attention. The other challenge that we face is people don't go to the NewYorkTimes.com anymore, never mind all the other websites. So we have to... The value of media coverage is brand awareness and credibility. But 
getting people to see it is a whole other thing. And so we are integrating best practices from digital marketing to make public relations more effective. Um, And we have a bunch of strategies for doing that. We've hired a head of integrated last year um, who's heading that up, but we're seeing really successful outcomes when we pair them together. So that's just looking kind of holistically at the challenge that your your client has. Rather than saying, well, let's get in touch with, you know, the journalists that cover this. Yeah. And we still, I mean, people come to us for media relations, but then once we get a New York Times placement, what do we do with it? Right. Right. Now we need to share it on our social channels, of course, but how can we visualize it to make it interesting on Instagram? How can we um, create some charts out of it in a newsletter that we can send via email to our existing client base? You know, how can we make that go further um, so that more people see it and interact with it in a way that's compelling to them? Well, Beth, what a wonderful discussion. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, the same here, Mark. Thank you. Thanks to Beth for being here. Next time, Francesca Gino is in the hot seat to talk about rebel talent. So stay with us. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply.